This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness uh, Preview Show. We're looking at uh, Melton, nine races, the Saturday night program at the first event at 4.52. So it's an early start, although uh, we'll probably have to get used to that as we creep uh, closer into winter. Rob Orber joins me as he does every week on the Saturday Night Harness uh, Preview to uh, dissect and find a few winners thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. How are you, Rob? I'm very well, Danny. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview Show. Looking forward to a very good program, nine races on the card. We've got some really nice horses engaged throughout the night, some uh, competitive racing. I think there's a few favourites that should be saluting. However, looking forward to the program, and a big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club. They had their first uh, opening last uh, Saturday night for their corporate sponsors with Harness Racing Victoria to uh, the new uh, club lounge uh, for the owners and members of the Victorian Harness Racing Club. And what a fantastic room. It's come up so uh, professionally. Well done to uh, all of the people on the project uh, with Stephen Bell and Gail Harvey and the whole team. They've done a fantastic job. And I'm sure the industry are going to be really proud of that room. And there's no better time to now become a social member of the Victorian Harness Racing Club and get access to those wonderful facilities. Yeah, indeed. Now, it was a good night. It was a cold night, wasn't it, last Saturday night? But um, it was quite an impressive uh, room. Uh, I felt I, I was going somewhere fancy when I walked along the, the corridor between the sports bar and the bistro uh, to go into uh, to the uh, the club lounge. Now, it's an excellent facility, Rob, and, and uh, let's hope, and, and I'm sure that the industry will support it and uh, get their opportunity to enjoy harness racing at its finest with the, the finest um, and most comfortable uh, conditions for them as well. Well, nine races at Melton on uh, the Saturday night program. The first event is the Logical Staffing Solutions, Rob. It's, it's a good race to, to kick off with. Uh, the favourites have drawn uh, one, and M13 Beach Memories is having her first run with, uh, with Emma Stewart, first up from a spell, and Sly Terror, who's been in terrific form, drawn barrier one. There is an early uh, scratching through for number 11 post-game. Yeah, a very good race, isn't it? Uh, look, Sly Terror, very nice horse. Uh, he's won four from 30 since coming across now from New Zealand. He's starting to put together some really consistent form. Gets the advantage of the barrier draw, barrier one, and he's got race fitness on his side. So as a result of that, I've tipped uh, Sly Terror on top. I thought his run last week behind Montana Storm was full of merit, and he should be able to lead, and he should be very hard to run down. Dangers, obviously, Beach Memories now with Emma Stewart's trialled nicely. Uh, this horse, uh, she's got so much ability with a great turn of high speed. Uh, you know that she'll make a real contest of this race. It's just purely the barrier draw and first up. However, I'm expecting her to run a mighty race. I've slotted in uh, number eight, uh, Dala Geary, in for third. It's going to get a soft trip on the pegs, probably... Needs to improve a little bit on uh, its recent form. It did win at Swan Hill two runs ago. Inside the second row probably gives it a little first four chance. And Nine Heavenly Charm, who most likely will probably drop to the pegs, and we know she races well in that spot. So, look, 1, 12, 8 and 9, but predominantly does look a match race between the 1 and 12. 
I've tipped one slide, Sarah, just with the race fitness barrier draw, but uh, Beach Memories could come out and do something pretty special. She always has had the talent. Uh, two, Cuddy Sarka gave a chance to it long odds, Rob. It's got the gate speed to, well, maybe even test slides here in the early part and an $8 Geary from that good uh, draw. One, twelve, two, and 8 in race number one. The second event is the better vet pace. This is uh, the first of the two races that are over 1,200 metres. And uh, and I think is the the clear favourite on the back of uh, well back of a terrific run last start, but really his recent form has been excellent. Yeah, I think he's a really nice horse. He he's a tough horse. Aaron Dunn's team's going really well. He's won five from thirteen. He comes to uh, Melton. Uh, he did finish second uh, behind Hot Deal. Uh, at Melton on the 11th of March and finished down the track at his next run. And then he's won two since Ballarat Charlton in Melton last week behind Pedalonte, which was a very good run. He's got gate speed. He's really tough. Drawing um, where he has, I, I feel like he can just bullock his way forward here. And he's going to be riding this race for a long way. And I think he can win here number seven, I think. Ahead of five, Art Jester, who certainly hit the line really strongly last start at Melton uh, when finishing second behind Just Roll Your Own. Eight, uh, which, of course, is stirring me up. We all thought he was a good thing last week and he just got nailed on the line. I actually think he's a better horse driven from behind uh, and I think he'll get a chance to just sort of sit back and come with one run and I think that will actually in, in, in help his chances. I think when he gets to the front, he gets a little bit lost. And Nine got a smudge. who's a pretty tough horse and he'll be suited by this short distance race. But look, seven on top from five, eight and nine. I thought they were clearly the four main ones, but I've clearly got, I think, on top. Yeah, he's the, he's the one to beat. I think uh, still, I'm still getting used to the 1,200-metre races, even though we're getting more of them, but it's the only thing that's stopping me from saying he's the best bet, Rob, and there's another race later on similarly. Um, but I think he's the horse with the greater upside here. I think seven from five, Archester, nine got a smudge, and six all the rage, seven, five, nine, and six. The third event is the Pride's Easy Feed two-year-old pace, the shortest price favourite for the night and, and potentially one of the best horses racing on the night, even though he's only having his third start, Timmy Richter. Yeah, look, he's a, a pretty exciting two-year-old. Uh, he went to Bathurst uh, for his two runs. He won uh, the, the Gold Crown Heat and then finished second in the final behind Chart Topper, who's a very good horse, and he was forced wide, and he just kept coming on the line. Uh, he hasn't started since the 25th of March. He's a, a little, you know, not an overly big two-year-old. However, he looks to a ready-made two-year-old. He's got lots of speed and lots of ability. He should be winning this race. From 5D Rose, only had the one start for Aaron Dunn for a win at Ballarat. That was a really good performance. Defeating Elusive, this is obviously a step up, but he looks to be a nice type. He's by Art Major. He's a colt, and he certainly ticks all the boxes to suggest he's going to go on to have a pretty promising future. Seven, Remy Lou, uh, the filly, she's been racing at the highest level in the two-year-old campaign. Uh, she can certainly run a place. And look, number three, Doug's Flame. I saw this horse at the trials recently at uh, Melton, uh, side by Flaming Flutter, which is good to see Flaming Flutter having some progeny here uh, on the ground. And he looks a really nice horse. He's just very green at the moment. However, he's very professional and uh, he, he won't be far away, but maybe just not ready just yet. But six, five, six looks the winner from five, seven and three.
Yep, same um, top four for me, six, five, seven, and three. Timmy Richter currently at a at a dollar twenty. The fourth event is the Mimosa Homes Vic Bread Platinum Pace. Just the six runners. It doesn't look an easy race. Perhaps you can, when I say it doesn't look an easy race, I, for a smallish field, I'm giving at least two of them significantly strong chances and another two good chances. Um, between Bonnie Bellamitz, Ebony and Ivory, as to who might start the favour, there's not much between those two at the head of the market at the moment. Yeah, look, I tip Bonnie Bell on top. Uh, look, her form over the 2200 is normally uh, quite solid. I mean, she's had, you know, 18 starts for the five wins and six placings. She finished fourth last start at Melton behind Heavenly Charm. She was only beaten just over two and a half metres. She drew barrier seven and she hit the line really strongly. Small field, always tricky. Um, she may have to do it the tough way here. She might even have to go and sit in the breeze and obviously could make her vulnerable with a couple of sit and sprint type uh, mares behind her, in particular it's Ebony and Ivory. But I- I've got a tipper on top for Bonnie Bell. From five, it's Ebony and Ivory, who, if you forget last start, look, her form before that was really good. And there was nothing wrong with her run last start. She finished 10th in the field of 12, only beaten 11 metres behind Serge Blanco, forever hoping. And I think if either of those two horses were in this race, they'd probably start a short price favourite. So four from five. Look, two, uh, which is Illawong Awesome. Look, she got to be keen in front last start. Uh, look, she can settle a little bit better here. I think she can improve a bit. And three, Wendy's Witch and six, Rosarito Miss, who also made up good ground. It's a tricky race. But look, I've gone four from five and then two, three, six. And I've tipped the five. I've gone the other way. It's Ebony and Ivory. Five from four, Bonnie Bell. Three, Wendy's Wish. Six, Rosarito Miss. Five, four, three, and six. Race five is the Allied Express, Lenny the Shark, free for all. Supreme Dominator scratched, and so is Rick Riley, numbers six and seven. So AG's White Sox looks like he'll start a, a certainly a clear favourite without being ridiculously short. Yeah, look, I, uh, you know, you sometimes you look at favourites and then you start looking around and then you come back to the favourite. And I kept thinking to myself, well, I just can't find a fault uh, with the form of AG's White Sox. Uh, you know, his last two wins, his win in the Warrigal Cup was terrific. Uh, he won defeating Max Delight last start. He was runner-up three runs ago behind Supreme Dominator. Josh Dickey takes the drive here. And, look, you know, again, I just feel like he's got the race fitness, the race form, and, you know, he's going to probably have to pop around and, and maybe sit in the breeze. And I think you can still get the job done here, number nine, AG's White Sox. Ahead of 10, Max Delight. We're all trying to push Max Delight to win a, another race in town. Uh, his last win was back in April 2022. So it's been a, a fair way, fair, fair time since his last win. But again, I think he can run well. Five, let's rock, let's roll, horse. I know you've got a lot of time for, Danny. Uh, really savaged the line really well last start from back in the field. Just needs a, a little bit of luck here, and I think he's a, a definitely a value chance and would not shock me seeing him win this race. And three, Ann Buckingham, who's first up, uh, he can possibly find the lead and, and give a bit of a sight. Crime Rider can keep improving. But nine, ten, five, and then three. I've uh, Look, I've put Let's Rock, Let's Roll on top. He's opportunistic, Rob, but he needs to pace on. Uh, but he's going r- really well. He's not the sort of horse that's just going to win... Uh, every start, but when the conditions are right, I think he's going well enough that he can take advantage when those conditions are right. And I think he's uh, he's close to winning one. AG's White Sox clearly is going to be the horse to beat uh, in fantastic form at the moment. The stable have got him going so well. Uh, one Cosimo, I think he'll end up getting a good run and has a strong chance to run a place. And, and 3M Bucky in a very good horse, but uh, is first up. 
Uh, I've tipped them uh, five, nine, one, and three. But my suggestion with Let's Rock, Let's Roll, it's twenty something to one at the moment. But a uh, dollar a win, four dollars a place ratio. Because if he gets the clear crack at them, and if the speed's okay, I'm, I'm sure he can finish it off and be right in the finish. Uh, race six is the Dynamic Print three-year-old pace. You're listening to the Saturday Night Harness Preview, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. And you can get in touch with the Victoria Harness Racing Club um, uh, with plenty of memberships available, both uh, just to go out there and enjoy racing, to be a member at Melton or that of uh, the participants as, as a trainer or particularly as an owner as well, um, to enjoy uh, everything that uh, the new... Uh, room has on offer the club uh, lounge uh, and enjoy racing uh, across the state not just the Milton as well but there are so many uh, bonuses throughout the year Rob uh, um, it's amazing the opportunities for extra prize money that owners will do get not not are going to get but they do get at the moment already thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club but again you have to be paid up as a member uh, and those memberships they're uh, they're not going to set you back too far no, in, indeed, Danny. And you know, I think you know, for for industry participants, uh, the the more people that can come on board and buy a membership, whether it's a horse membership, whether it's a social club membership, the income that the club can generate is only going to be reinvested back into the owners and the trainers through the bonus race schemes throughout Victoria. I mean, 26 race meetings, everyone gets a chance uh, at all different class ratings or national ratings, and it certainly opens uh, the invite for people to, to support the club so they can reinvest back into the industry. Now, with the club lounge being open, it now gives these owners an opportunity to go along and enjoy some first-class facilities. And as you experienced in last week, Danny, it was uh, a very impressive room that's been created and developed for uh, the harness racing participants and it certainly now gives good momentum to keep building going forward and hopefully you know everyone within Victoria uh, as a minimum should buy a social club membership give them an opportunity to go enjoy these first class facilities and I'm sure you'll feel pretty proud in uh, inviting some guests along and enjoying a, a wonderful night there at Melton. Race six, as I said, the dynamic print, three-year-old pace, scratchings, one Yahoo and nine, our Vincent, Van, our Vincent can go. Uh, he didn't go well enough, though, um, yesterday oh, at Cobram on Thursday. You were there. It looked like a delightful day at Cobram, by the way, Rob. I mean, it's a, a, a track I love to get to from time to time, and it might not have worked out so good for our Vincent uh, can go, but it was a good day for, for Glenn Bull, who's got a runner in later. But isn't it a lovely venue? I thought I'd just touch on that because I'm sure you would have enjoyed your day on Thursday. Oh, I love uh, going to Cobram. Uh, I know uh, the team at Cobram uh, do a fantastic job. There's so many volunteers there that put their heart and souls into uh, the club itself. And the George Croxford final was uh, an absolute ripper. We saw a great performance by Louis Luai. And uh, there's some really nice horses that were engaged in that race. And I'm sure we'll be uh, touching on these horses uh, moving forward over the upcoming weeks. But it was a great day. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, uh, Vincent, uh, our Vincent Can Go has now been scratched out of Saturday night's program after finishing down the track, but I'm sure uh, he'll be back sometime soon. The race itself, Dan, look, I've tipped here uh, each way value number six, another in the end. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, as far as that top class where he sits, he, he sits below it. However, one thing I think he's got in his favour in this race, I, I feel he can find the front. And 
I think John Justice will be in a position here to to give this horse every possible chance. He did chase home Louis Luai, who, of course, won the George Croxford. So that's a really good, strong form line. And he never gave up the chase. And Louis Luai, I believe, may be heading up to Queensland, or there's been certainly discussions around that. So if, if you read the form line behind Louis Luai and the way he won it, at uh, Cobram, and other than the end from the front row, he's got gate speed, I think he can find the top. I think he'll give a great sight. 12, Mr Hunter, love this horse. I thought he was really brave in defeat last week in the gold bullion final. He just got a little bit lost when he hit the front, but at the same time, he was uh, exposed a fair way from home and he was really brave in defeat. He's a lovely horse. He could win this race. 10, Doug's Platter. We know this horse is just such a professional horse. He's won five from 17. He doesn't know how to run a bad race. I'm expecting him to go well. And then, of course, we've got horses like 8-Hour Vinny, who's drawn awkwardly. And there is a little outsider here, Dan. I think if... uh, if people are taking some trifectas and first fours and if you're just wanting to black book one to follow, I wouldn't be shocked to see a horse like number two, Aussie Punter, running a cheeky race at very big odds. I don't think a win's far away for this horse. So 6, 12, 10, 8 and 2. I uh, settled on Mr Hunter Robber. I thought he probably just ended up in front a little bit too early last week and uh, he's hard fit, there's no doubt about that. And um, look, I think he represents good value, 12 Mr Hunter. Out of the same race, cheers to Lou, who had a crack for the lead. It's got a lot of gates, but they went far too quickly in the early part. It worked against cheers to Lou, but I could see him getting across the lead and then up to Ryan Sanderson where uh, you mentioned another, another near end maybe pressing on, and that could be a scenario, and cheers to Lou gets a good run. So I think he's uh, an each-way hope. Uh, naturally, our Vinny, but it's an awkward draw uh, inside the back row. And, and Lethal Louie, who's in super form. Um, so I'm respecting it at, at pretty good odds as well. My tip's at 12, but with a bit of confidence, particularly each way, 12, 8, 5, and 13 in race 6. Race 7, the download the tab app today pace. Uh, this is a good race. There's a lot of depth in this. There's a, there's a lot of winning form. Uh, good mare and Von Art returning from a spell as well. Uh, interested in your thoughts here, Rob. Very good race. Uh, look, I've settled for number nine, ever hoping. Uh, look, this horse, he has been racing in terrific form. He's uh, been doing it pretty tough in some of these races. He, he was driven tough again last week. There wasn't a lot of early tempo um, and uh, Greg Sugars came around and, you know, he, he was a bit of a sitting shot for Serge Blanco and we've seen that happen now a couple of times with him, probably going back four runs ago as well where uh, he was run down uh, by uh, Modern Bliss after doing some work. I'd like to see him get an opportunity where he's just driven back in the field against some good quality horses, and I think he gets his chance. James Herbertson drives here. I know Greg Sugars had alluded to us on Trot's vision that this horse was ready to go to the paddock, so whether this is his final run and heads off to the paddock, that could be a scenario for him. But I'm prepared to give him another each-way chance here, number nine, ever hoping. I think you'll get some value for him. Ten, Serge Blanco. There was nothing wrong with his performance last week, full of merit. Six, just a little sip. Absolutely flying this horse. He's got a wide draw. It's going to make it hard for him. We've got two We Better Believe It who's rising in in grade but racing in very good form. And, of course, seven Von Art. So it's a really good race, isn't it? Nine, ten, six, two and seven in uh, a very good quality race. Well, you better believe it to win again. Six, just a little sip. 
uh, certainly the hardest to beat. Nine ever hoping one ultimate Vinny from its good gate. And uh, I, I didn't slot Von Aert in. I want to. Um, maybe an improver from the first up run, but uh, she just uh, excelled last preparation. Kept uh, When the bar was lifted, kept going with it. So she's the other one I'd like to throw in for the quaddies. Two, uh, six, nine, one of my tips there. But we better believe it's in, in great form. Was overdue for that win last week. And I think the confidence from the win uh, can only help. Um, we better believe it. Race eight, uh, Rob, this is for the Trotters. It's the Vic Bread Platinum Metropolitan Trot. And, uh, and Arawa Koei has been in terrific form with Chris Sfinosio. He's actually been first past the post at his last four starts, but he lost uh, the race because he galloped uh, two starts ago. He was brilliant last start, and he looks like he'll start a, a clear favourite here. Yeah, good race. Uh, he, he will be favoured and, and, and looks a horse to beat, obviously, uh, from uh, recent form and looks to have the, the speed now to press forward and take up the running. Uh, look, he's rising in class and that's something that we need to sort of keep in mind. Obviously, not only rising in class, but rising in distance from his last win against some uh, higher quality horses. I feel like he's the horse to run down. I don't think he presents a lot of value. I, I thought... Nine, Sir Patrick, uh, he's going so well. Mark Hayes uh, you know, and Sue are doing a fantastic job with him. I think he's getting more accustomed to this type of racing. He's a Dow stayer. I think he's got a great each-way chance in the race. I don't think he'll run a poor race, that's for sure. He doesn't know how to. Ten Hammers Law, who's been racing very well, comes off the second row again here, gets a claim. And uh, number seven, which is Copacabana, who I thought was very good first up as well. So four and nine for mine ahead of 10 and 7. I liked, uh, well, Arakoe is the horse to beat, but I think Sir Patrick's got a terrific each-way chance, Rob. Uh, 10, Hammers Law, isn't he going so well? Um, and uh, and the 8, don't touch the Juco. So 4, 9, 10 and 8, uh, my tips there. Over and out's the interesting runner first up with Robert Evans. Uh, so it's a race that's got a bit of depth to it, but Arakoe uh, on top in the 8th event. The last event, the Swift Signs Pace, this is the, the second of the 1,200-metre races, the last on the program. Uh, difficult race initially to work out. There's only one horse in the race that's got a win at its last five starts, and that's the pole marker, Regal Rock. Yeah, interesting race, isn't it, uh, this 1,200-metre race? Where do you see Regal Rock being, Dan? Look, probably the most likely scenario is leading. Um, he's got gate speed, but he can also go a bit rough. Um, but is there anything there that's got blistering gate speed? That's the part that, because it's 1,200, you almost have an expectation that even horses that, uh, unless they're brilliant beginners, uh, they can all come out of the gate similarly going into the first turn. You want to let them run to try and get a spot. And, look, maybe barrier one uh, is going to be that advantage because other horses are going to be ha- have to be a length, half a length, a length, half a length. If they're staggered across the track, and even if one horse was... Two lengths quicker than Regal Rock, they're probably not going to get across. But he can pace rough. That was my little query with him. Um, so I thought that was the most likely scenario, but it was a bit of a tricky race. Yeah, it's uh, one of those races. Glenn Bull's team's going really well. He had a double at Cobram. I'm either going to get this. I was thinking it was a treble. I, I, I gave him one win too many. Maybe he was no, going no. for a treble. That's what he it was. He was going for a treble, yeah. Uh, and uh, look, he, he's, he's, he's having a great run. I'm going to either get this race terribly wrong or terribly right. Um, and you're right, I sort of looked at the gate speeds and really couldn't work it out. But I've ended up settling for Balenciago. I feel like, look, he was first emergency in that $20,000 race earlier, uh, early in the night that's been programmed for Melton. And 
how often do you see first emergencies and the consolation winning? So I think that sort of also swayed my thinking. And, look, he, he wasn't too bad last start at Ballarat. I mean, at Melton, the run before that, you know, he, he didn't have a lot of luck and he got beaten 13 metres behind final piece. And I thought if he was ever going to get back into the winner's list, uh, this is the race for Balenciago. I don't think he'll get one much easier. So I, I've tipped uh, Balenciago on top. Five, Petria Bromac. Uh, certainly was hitting the line strongly at Swan Hill last start. I thought it was a good effort. The form line around it has been good, even with a horse like a rock and roll jet who won recently. And Connor Crook's team's going really well. So I think we've got to respect her immensely. Seven, our cheeky devil was placed in, the, in a similar race of this calibre two runs ago. Uh, can't be dismissed. And six, regardless, he, he's an interesting runner. I mean, you know, there was such a big rap on him early days and he just um, really uh, just never put it all together. He resumed first up after, what, a year and a half at Mildura. He he did not have any luck. Uh, he, he, he was held up and he's a big, strong type. Now, he's second up here. Uh, his last win was back on the 28th of January 2019. But I will have a little spec bet on him because uh, I thought if regardless was anywhere close to being half of his uh, capability, uh, he could easily win this race. But eight, five, seven and six, but it's a tricky race. Yeah, look, I, it's funny. I've gone for four completely different horses, only eight in it, and between us we've got all of them in the mix. <laughs> um, you've got to have a chuckle. I've tipped one, three, two, and four, Rob. So, um, and, and look, far from confident, but I did think if Regal Rock led, he would be very hard to beat. So one, three, uh, two, and four, that's uh, extraordinary. But those sorts of races, the way we have talked about it, when we're looking at um, and uh, going through our form, um, it just shows you there's a there's a positive aspect to this, and that is it's a race where they've all got chances. And a lot of the 1,200-metre races have been that even, been hard for us to even work out. And even though I've come up with Regal Rock, you, you potentially see it quite differently to the way I see it, and neither of us are sure anyway. But uh, between us, we've got um, all eight <laughs> horses in the mix. That's, that's amazing. One, three, two, and four. You're going to laugh. Well, I said, oh, we're going to get it terribly wrong or terribly right. So one of us is going to be, uh, maybe it'll be a mixture of both. So uh, I, yeah, I'd it's, say it's, that would be the, the scenario. The scenario. Um, it's, it's a good race, though. <laughs> what about your best bets, Rob? Uh, best bets, look, you know, obviously uh, there, there's uh, there, there's some short price favourites here and, and maybe a few uh, few all-ups that we have to sort of work around. Uh, but look, look uh, again, uh, I'm quite happy uh, in a first race. Look, Sly Terror gets his chance, doesn't it, from Barrier 1, Beach Memories. It's going to be hard, but wow, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky race. But look, I've gone slide terror is one of the best uh, value bets for for the night. I, I think there's a few. I think another in the end can certainly run well. Race six, number six. I actually thought it could sort of press forward and find the lead and give a bit of a sight each way. And look, I'm, I feel like the Balenciago gets his chance in the last race nine, number eight. They're both good value type runners, uh, and I think they'll both run really well. But it's a interesting race. There's a couple of short ones early in the night, which uh, probably the one that stands out, I thought, was race two, number seven. I think I think you'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, no doubt. Um, my best, I, I thought each way, race six, number 12, Mr. Hunter, and race seven, number two, we better believe it. And my value long shot is race five, number five, which is let's rock, let's roll. Um, thanks, Rob. Good uh, good luck for tomorrow. And also, most importantly, happy birthday for tomorrow as well, the 13th of May. 
Yeah, we're getting uh, one year older. Thank you, Danny. Uh, and happy harnessing, everyone. And a big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club. All the members are having their opening night tomorrow night in the new club lounge. So we wish them well, and I'm sure they'll enjoy uh, a fantastic night out there. Well, have a wonderful weekend.